At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A college degree was in your future. Then life took a different turn. Jump back into school with confidence in a program designed for adults like you. Experience the support of a personal enrollment counselor. They'll walk with you through every step of the enrollment process. Move smoothly from one course to the next with books delivered right to you before each course. Returning to school can be seamless when you have the right support. Thrive without ceasing. Start today at adult.cornerstone.edu. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Welcome back from the BallerLifestyle.com. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle. We are balls deep in The Bachelorette, Season 15. Hannah Brown is The Bachelorette. This is a tough, tough watch. I got to be honest. I had, I was out during the, at least the first part of the Bachelorette last night. I don't like to date things. Um, so I watched it, and but I watched it. I kind of like fast forwarded it and just kind of like had to really grind it out because it is so tough. There was a drag queen. Oh, hold on. Let's just let's just get it going here. I'm joined now as I am each. And every week by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah. And a uh, belated birthday to Brian Beckner. Oh, thanks, buddy. My co-host on the the Bachelorette Lifestyle That's podcast. Right. That's right. Would you? Is that a big number four zero? Um, it's it's around there. It's around there. And I, I'm guessing if it was four zero, I would have gotten an invite. And thinking back, maybe. It, it's already come and gone, and I got the invite and just couldn't attend. No, you, um, <laughs> you, uh, what's even more is yes, it has come and gone. Yes, you did get the invite, and yes, you did attend. <laughs> so, hold on a second. Let me go back through my memory. Oh, it's, it was that one? Yeah. That was it? Yeah, it was oh, that I one. Didn't know. Wow, that was a while ago. You're I, old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was just. That was pr- probably like last year or something. It wasn't it wasn't that's, too long. That's really funny. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so, Jason, I assume you watched. Take me through it. It's we're back at the mansion. The guys were really excited to be at the mansion. They're looking out at the hills, and the hills weren't burned, which I was surprised. Um, <laughs> and then they get a then a group date pops off, and the group date is a is a drag 
queen thing. What was that all about? Yeah, I mean, but first of all, this is the first episode of kind of your uh, your regular dates that yep. usually come in, in not necessarily this order, usually a one-on-one and then two group dates. And then you inevitably have the guys that didn't get a date and then what's insinuated in, in not getting chosen to be on a date at all. Um, for some reason, this episode starts off with a group date. And it was basically um, it was basically gay porn. Um, it, was it was it was definitely for the housewives. You know, I I don't know what the bachelorette audience is. I don't know what the the demo is. I guess it's largely uh, housewives. But you have people like you and me that want to watch and chime in and make fun of it. And then you have the husbands of the wives and. This served us no good. It was uh, a chance to get um, a bunch of men with six-pack abs with their shirts off and Speedos. It was crazy. And they, they, they disguised it as a uh, help Hannah B. find Mr. Right, which is yeah. just a lame way of saying take your clothes off for our largely female audience of depraved housewives. And we're going to have three uh, drag queens judge it. And they were, they were fun. They were great personalities. And I guess in, maybe in the, um, in the catwalk modeling world, uh, these three people are known. I personally had never heard of them. Um, you're, not, you're, not fami- you're not familiar with these household name drag queens? No. Yeah, uh, one, one of them, they, they definitely kept referring to as if – she was a big deal, and we obviously should have known her. Her name escapes me. It was a no, it was a woman of, of color. Yep. Um, oh, she. Or a, she. Wait. A are, man we of say, color. are we saying she? We're not saying she. They're not trans. They're just men dressed as right. women. He yeah. he um he had kind of like a bowl cut. He looked like the he looked like the little kid on Eight Is Enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, the signature look from from this uh, judge. Was kind of that uh, that ast- understated astonishment that you see a lot at the slam dunk contest in the NBA yeah, yeah. from the the people in the stands that are that are basketball players. They have that look on their face yeah. when a real good dunk has happened. Yeah. They want to be understated, but they want to make sure you know that the, what they're looking at is pretty impressive. And then this this drag queen goes with that look a lot. Um, but yeah, it was basically a reason to see these guys without their shirts off in speedos, and um, and they all had pretty pretty good bodies. They, it, that was that's what struck me is all these guys were fit, and even like the guys like the least fit dudes of the group would be the most fit dude you would see at any public pool or beach area or whatever. They're all in great shape, and I was no doubt. yeah, and, and I mean and. And the, maybe the least appealing of of the bodies, and I'm not sure <clears throat> which male uh, it was, but he had a little, you know, a bunch of kind of uh, just a lack of grooming, um, you yeah, know, on, yeah. the, on the the stomach area yeah, above the crotch, yeah, and then down. and then you know, kind of the farmer's tan thing going. Obviously, all the men 
um, suntan nude before going on yeah. the show, except yeah. for this guy. So did the I was I must have fast forwarded through that. Did the drag queens um, have any? Did they make a point to acknowledge? Hey, buddy, you need you need to trim up. Yeah, that's the thing. The yeah. drag queens uh, they did not verbalize their oh, judgment. It wasn't word. American Idol style. It was. Oh, they were just it was laughing basically, and clapping. Right, and and giving reactions, and you know, doing the fake fan in the face just yeah. to you know, so they can cool off, um, and then the NBA react dunk reaction, uh, drag queen. We get a lot of that, and then, um, but you know, a couple of the guys stood out, and you know, we get we get to see like uh, like a guy like John Paul Jones, which all three names, John Paul Jones, mm-hmm. and we get to see. Um, just a couple of the guys that we introduced last week on the podcast, but the singer songwriter and why can't I uh, think of the kid, the kid's name? I don't know, but I've had a fucking enough of it. He's gotten enough juice out of the fact that he can sing and play the guitar. We get it. And he should be marked down for that. There was a, there was a, um, there was a talent portion of the, of the uh, pageant yeah. that they did. And of course he played guitar and sang and he did great and he was a big hit and it was great, but they, but they should be like, look, we're doing a talent thing. You don't get where you didn't bring any guitars. There's no guitars here. Sorry. You know, it's like, it's always funny when, uh, when the, when the actual activities are right in the wheelhouse of these guys, like they never play it down. They no. like some, sometimes they'll do like, Let's go play football against one another, like Colton season, I'm sure. Yeah. And they, they, they go the opposite way. Yeah. Since they're in football, they, they're going to win the activity and yeah. impress the uh, the person the most. So Jed, the you know, it's a it was a uh, porn catwalk with a speedo followed by talent, and he went right to his wheelhouse, had the entire room uh, swaying and singing. It was impressive. Yeah. And by the way, Jed. Yeah. yeah. Who plays a uh, key role in this episode as it goes through? But Jed, his body is almost flawless as well. So not That's only does this shit. guy know how to carry a tune yeah. and play an acoustic guitar, his body is just about flawless. You can so bounce I, a quarter off those abs. Yeah. The guy's perfect. It's really easy to hate Jed, but but then again, I by the end of the episode, I do like him because he does. He seems like a real gentle, nice guy. Now, now the, yes, continue. Go ahead. Okay, well, I was going to say that we got to talk about Luke because Luke was a big player throughout the ep- episode, and it started right. on this. Is that his name, Luke? The guy, Luke the, P. Yeah, the guy that fucked too much. Yeah. The guy, the guy, Luke P. Whose demon his past demons were that he got way too much ass in high school, <laughs> yes, so he found God. He's, he had to get religion yeah. because. He was just he was just pumping too often, yeah. and uh, now he pumps iron. And it's an interesting thing because usually, really, really muscular guys like he is, although he looks pretty short, but that 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 also happens a lot. They very much have. There's women who that type for them is a type. And, but it's a small segment of women. A lot of times you'll hear a woman go, I don't like those real muscly guys. Like I like a guy that's, you know, funny and has curly hair and maybe he hosts a podcast and stuff. Like I, you hear a lot of that. 
But that normally you get a lot of, uh, that's, I don't really like that real hard body look. That's more of something that gay men are into. But for some women, they're very into that look. And for those, for those who, women who prefer that, they're really into that. I think we have determined that for Hannah Brown, that is a thing. She likes muscle dudes, right? No doubt. No doubt. And I, I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody because I'm not from there, but I, I just get the feeling that's a Midwest and Southern Could thing. Be. Could um, be. Going to male strip clubs. Like most women I know are completely turned off by male strip clubs. 100%. It's disgusting. And But I think that maybe the less uh, educated or, or less worldly uh, women of this country are, are just really down for that stuff. And, yes. and Hannah B falls into that. Totally. But so Luke, Luke nails the uh, catwalk because the body is, uh, is just about perfect. And then he flexes. He even had all the guys kind of in awe. Like that's yeah. a, that was a drop the mic moment. He's a, he's um, all jacked up on nandrolone, diazolone, scardazepine. He's on all of them. And hey, it works. Like you got to train hard to look like that. But also, good luck going out for some Mexican food with this guy because he's not going to have a fucking chip. Are you, are you no. kidding me? He's not. He's gonna. He can't even. He can't even waft the air of the chips near him, or he might. That that might be considered a carb in his macros. And you want to have a fucking beer with the guy? Sorry, he hasn't had one since two thousand eight. That's just how this guy rolls. Yeah. His body is his life. So you pair up with a guy like that, you better be committed to his fitness because that's going to take priority. Basically, he's a guy that you really want to just chum around with. You can't have drinks with him, and you can't talk to him about crushing ass in high school. So, at that point, I'm not sure what, what kind of about? what guys relate to in any any social setting. So the uh, the Luke P nails the catwalk, and then as he's doing his as he's doing his interview leading up to the the talent show, he's basically like. I don't really have a talent, and I I want to express uh, to Hannah how I feel about her. And then you're kind of scratching your head, like we just saw this uh, this montage of idiots on like a unicycle and and doing all the and juggling and and being fools, like they were actually playing the talent game. Yeah, this guy gets up in front of a microphone in front of drag queens and other contestants and basically says. Um, I am falling in love with you, Hannah. Oh, right. That, I forgot that That, 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 was, his, yes. that was his talent. He, I'm falling in love with you. But the way that he delivered it and the way that it was edited, it gave me hope because he they really drew it out. He's like, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't really have a talent, but I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I am really – and he, they like yeah. stuttered it out a he little bit. played it. And then – I'm thinking they slow play it for him to deliver kind of maybe a cool punchline, like no. like his his talent got no was sense comedy. Yeah. Was comedy like yeah. he's going to bring out a real good punchline here and bring down the room? Nope. And he's like, "I am falling in love with yeah. you." Yeah. And it was just each of the guys were like, "What?" It, it was yeah. just a decompression. Right. Even Hannah B was like, "What? Come on, uh, no, they, no, Jason." 
She fucking loved it. At no, any- she seemed to learn to embrace it over the course yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Okay, but I yeah. think she, I think she was initially taken aback, which she should have been. They've known each other for a one cocktail party, yeah. and then this. This is what this is what they they've known each other for. So that was kind of the thing. He revealed that he's fallen in love with her on the very first date of the season, the very first group date of the season. Uh, this is probably a bachelor record because he wasn't ironic at all. This guy takes himself very seriously. He takes his relationship seriously and he said it in, uh, in all authenticity. And that led to the, basically the, the rest of the date, which was him confirming to Hannah B at the cocktail hour, why he said that and why he's felt the way he did. He basically told her that when he watched her season, or when he watched her on the season with Colton, he was starting to fall in love with her as he was watching it. So when they actually met in person the first night, regardless of how brief it was, it just confirmed all of these feelings that he had for her before he even met her. That's a, that's a uh, smart move on his part, by the way, because um, anybody that remembers... Hannah B had an extended breakout during that uh, entire season. She had a, just a, a real like cluster of acne just right on her right cheek, and she, you know, you, there was just no hiding it. So if he if he fell in love with her during that, she's probably like, oh wow, I mean, I was looking pretty bad there. So uh, maybe this is good for me. Maybe this is real love. And you know his his proclaiming that became the thing. Of the cocktail hour, because of course, the rest of the dudes were like, "You're full of crap. Like, there's no way you could feel this way. That's BS. Why screw with her emotions like that? You know, you always get these guys that take the high, that try to take the get on the high horse and are like, oh, you know, I care about her feelings. Well, you shouldn't yeah. toy with them like that. Like, in other words, I'm attempting to fucking lie to get in her good graces. Yeah. Um, and so Luke gets I the think, rose. Yeah, no, 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 no. What this is what happened? Oh, um, he <laughs> he did get the rose. Yeah, I thought so. Wait, hold on a second. He was he got like draped in a thing, or was it the or was it the uh, was it Jed the singer? See, that's the thing. Hold on a second. We need yeah. to figure out who got the rose because I remember during the cocktail hour, Jed was had a great exchange with her as well. And I, and I, I thought to myself when she gave the rose to somebody else and they looked to Luke P after he just said, I love you. And then they gave the rose to somebody else. Yeah, that could be. So yeah, he he did not get the rose, but that was, that, that was basically the theme of the first group date. Everyone got outdone by, by this guy out over muscled and, uh, and delivered the right line. Dude's fit. Um, it was it was fairly entertaining, and you know we. This is the thing with Hannah B for me. Uh, I don't think she's horribly attractive, but I do like her, her like zest for life yeah. and her attitude. Like yeah, she she's got a right. great she's got a great attitude, yeah. and everything is just like positive and and it's you know. So I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to try to take her away from that. But let's see. Hold on a sec. Um, who did she give the arrows to? It must have been Jed. So then, then somebody gets a then somebody gets a um, one on one date 
Tyler? Is it Tyler? Yes. Tyler G. And that seems to go pretty well. Is there two Tylers and are they both from Florida? Because I think I'm confusing these two dudes. There are, there are two guys in this uh, cast that look like Tim Tebow, and he's one of them. I don't right. know if the other guy's name is Tyler as well. But, yeah, it's uh, this guy is a complete dunce. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Like, they, they walked away from their conversations again, just like last week after, after we watched, like, a 45-second exchange with her and another one of these dunces. Like, they both walk away saying just how amazing their conversations were. And how deep and everything. Yeah. And and you're watching the conversation saying that I can't believe that two fully grown people are having such a surface conversation yeah, real lame. and it's seemingly real lame. getting so yeah. much out of it. And also bo- both kind of um, alluding to how deep they both are. Like they're, they're both were like, I'm so glad that we got to have this talk because – I know there's like so much more to you and I don't, I think at one point he said something like, I don't, you know, I wasn't sure, but now that I've spoken to you, I see that there's just so much going on. And I'm like, how do you see that? Where did you see that? I don't, cause I didn't see any of it. Like, did <laughs> there that, was this, yeah. there's this big theme this year. I mean, it's always kind of been a something throughout these episodes or these seasons, but it's like the word real has come up more this season it seems like than in years past i just want somebody real like somebody who's going to be real with me somebody who and and, um and that's what their conversation was about like no matter you know just putting yourself out there you know just being yourself just be real like in my uh in my opinion like i've always you know i have i give advice to people and i've asked advice of people and the most common thing, uh, the most imaginative, lazy person is going to tell you if you ask them for advice, like you know, how should I do this, or what would you suggest, you know, yourself. what would be the best way of having success in this business? When the guy just mails it in and says, "Be yourself," that's yeah. to me, that's just like they gave you advice, but they didn't. They were just mailing it in. They yeah. really didn't want to think about anything else. And that's kind of what this conversation was. Like it was a whole lot of nothing. It was, yeah. I mean, I really, I really just want to be myself. You know, just put myself out there and be real. And and they both loved it. But she gets a rose, and then there's another group date, and it's completely escaped me what they do on that. Well, they brought our guy Willard back. Uh, They did. I think I might have fast forward through that. Fred Willard, the great Fred Willard. I think they must be contractually obligated to put him in at least one season an episode because they always completely underuse him. Like he almost has nothing to say ever. Right. But they write shit for him and it's so the shit they write for him is so unfunny. (laughs) Uh, So what? There was another competition. Did I fast forward through this whole part? It was roller derby. Oh, wait, I did see that. Yeah, I did. I mostly fast forwarded through that, though. Yeah. Rower Derby, where um, I don't think you could have had a group of bigger spazzes on rower on roller skates. Like roller skating is pretty easy. Like these guys weren't able to I, do it. I would think so, but they literally the second they stood up, they were falling on the ground. It was uh, it was almost like they were trying to look like spastic fools. Um, then there was one one of the contestants uh, hurt his ankle real bad. 
and he's the one who ended up getting the rose. So the guy hurts his ankle as they're trying to win oh, at Rower no. Derby. Oh, no. A game that I've never quite understood the rules of. Do you know what the object of Rower Derby is? I know it had its thing back in the 70s. Well, you like you try to fling people ahead. Is it a race? It's a, it's, you're There's flinging. To, you're trying to get one person as many laps as possible, and yeah. the rest are blockers or something? I've definitely seen, seen flinging. And you can kind of like fuck people up, but like not too hard is what my understanding of it is. Cause you don't, cause if you wanted to fuck somebody up, you could just barrel into them with your shoulder, but they kind of do it soft. So the people just kind of land on their butt every time. So I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't really know. It's uh, it had its thing. And I think they've tried to bring it back over the years. Bunch of times. Bunch of times. They've indicate that there is some actual pro team in Long Beach or I something. And yeah, it maybe. makes, maybe. there's it. It gets zero traction. So anyways, uh, one of the contestants who's pretty uh, faceless, nameless, he falls, hurts his ankle, and at the end of the date, she gives the old, you know, he overcame adversity and really stuck in there, and he got a... Uh, he got oh, a sympathy a, rose. It was Dustin. Dustin. No the, clue who that is. Yeah, he's... Um, he looks like a gentleman of color. And he, uh, he's from uh, Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a real estate no, broker. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I know who he is. Real, I know real who forgettable. he is. He's got yeah. a nose ring. Yeah. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, which is kind of a little bit off-putting. Yes. But the thing that happens at the, <laughs> at the post-derby cocktail hour uh, that was really important is that Remember Cam? Oh, he our, raps. Uh, yeah, our resident rapper. Yeah, he's, he's he uh, he rapped to her. He yeah. rapped to her on the after the final rose last season. Got the rose, and then he rapped to her out of the limousine um, this past last week. He his whole claim, his whole thing, his is a. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. The thing that he goes by and lives by is ABC. His name is Cam, so he's always be Cam, always be Cam. Now I get that. Whatever that means. So I guess in his world, always be Cam in this episode means when you're left out of any of the dates, just crash the group date. Yeah. So so he got himself some roses, and he got himself one of those like denim on denim outfits, which have never gone well for me. Um and he crashed the group date. Just walked in on on one of the uh, on one of the the guys trying to have some small talk with her on the couch. She seemed fine with it. She was like good with it. Thanks for coming. And Cam, you know, always be Cam was basically like, look, she's not looking for the guy that just uh, plays this by the book. Yeah. She's looking for someone that gets out of the box. He wants to stand looking, out. Yeah, someone to disrupt things. She's looking for somebody like me. Well. In a very like um, awkward and really unmanly way, he gets approached by at least three contestants yeah. as he's doing his post uh, his post date interview. Yeah, they're like out in an alley. They're on a set somewhere or on on a lot, and he's like out in an alley, and he's getting he's yeah. doing his stand up, and dudes keep coming up and being like, "Hey." I want to talk to you. You're fucking asshole. Like everybody really hates him, which is great. It's it's, but it was really, 
they would they, each of them took a soft approach. Like yeah. each of them were like it, there wasn't any like highly contested conversations. It was just, hey man, I just want to let you know that we, I didn't appreciate what you just did. I thought that was disrespectful. Yeah, uh, you know we're we're try, we're all here to win or hard, but you know let's play within the rules. It was like really kind of. I don't know. It was unmanly. Nobody was like, "Dude, that sucked," and you know, wanted to uh, go fisticuff. It's it's so, great how no no one that's on the show has ever seen the show before, <laughs> right? Because right. there's somebody does this every single season. It's, right. it's a producer tells them, "Hey, well, you should go over there. Like, go yeah. interrupt." <laughs> it's a so, pretty common occurrence. So to me, uh, Cam has now uh, made himself the enemy of the house. And she doesn't quite mind his tactics, which told me right then and there that, you know, I've always said when it comes down to handing out roses at the end of the episode, half of them are guys that she wants and the other half are guys the show wants on the show. And once I, once I saw this little weird contested uh, part of the episode, I said, the show's going to keep camp. He's going to keep moving along regardless. He'll so, be around um, a while, yeah. So at the end of that date, you know, Dustin gets the rose, Cam gets more hated, and they end up going to the house. Now, I, just in doing my research here, because we both forgot, Jed got the rose instead of Luke P. in the first group date. That's right. Um, and then Mr. Dunce got the rose on the one-and-one, one, and Dustin got the rose last night. So we're looking at three protections and a whole bunch of random dudes who haven't even made their mark at the rose ceremony, but the most um, significant part of the episode, and I don't know if we've ever seen this, is during the cocktail hour, Luke P., again, man, Luke P. steps in and takes her away, I think, almost right away. And they're making out, and she's really kind of getting up on him. Yeah, she's grinding And he's talking about a massage, and he he says, I'm really good with my hands. And then they both look at each other like, yeah, I bet you are. And um, and at that point, he says, you want me to take my shirt off? And she's like, yeah. And he takes his shirt off. And they're both in a position to where they could easily have intercourse right there, right in the middle of the cocktail hour. She was super fired up for him to yeah. take his shirt off. She, she wasn't like, I don't know. You can if you want to. He's like, right. should I take my shirt off? And she's like, Yes. Right. And then he takes it off and she's like pinching his nipples and like really fucking getting <laughs> into it. She's like yeah. rubbing his muscles and shit. Like she wants that dick badly. It's a combination of like he's proclaimed his love for her and they both really want to have sex with each other. And um, poor old Jed. I mean, poor Jed, the guy who's got the rose, the the guy who had the great performance at the, on the catwalk, he all he wants to do is go and grab some time with her, steal her away from him, and he walks in on a shirtless Luke and her like right there mounting him. And Luke actually gives the line that I only thought was ever used in TV shows and movies, and he says, "This isn't what what you think it is." <laughs> Except it exactly was that. It was exactly yeah. him getting his nipples pinched by a chick they're all trying to fall in love with. It was insane. Right. 
and, I mean, I would have just left if I was the guy. Who's the guy that caught him? It's the nondescript white dude. I would have just no, no, left. No. It was Jed. It oh, was, was Jed, Jed the singer-songwriter. I can't tell yeah. without his hat and his guitar. I can't tell. <laughs> so Jed, he says something to him. I think he says, dude, something like, that was, that's, this is really unimpressive, man, or something like that. And doesn't address her at all. It just walks out. And Hannah B. and Luke P. are just sitting there like a couple of teenagers that were caught by their parents. They're like, what do we do? Like, how do we face the music and and all this stuff? And like, Hannah finally walks out to him. And Jed, to all of his credit, like completely like brush it off. Like, all good. I know what we're doing here. This is TV and and then they had a great moment and uh, and moved on. But it, it was it was quite the exchange, something that we've never quite seen on the show yet. It was crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, so then they go into they do the cocktail party, or and then then they get to the rose ceremony. Yeah, but 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 yeah. give me let me spend fifteen seconds on the chicken nuggets. Right. So what was what, he? He so, interrupted somebody else with fucking chicken nuggets. So uh, one of the guys that looks like Tim Tebow, there's, there's two guys that look like Tim Tebow, and it's the, the one that didn't get the one-on-one date, that she's just, uh, his name is Kevin, Kevin. So she's, sit, she's sitting there with Kevin, and he's, he's starting to go into something kind of like intimate and tell her a story, and Always Be Cam comes walking in. Oh, always Be Cam, the disruptor, says, hey, I just got a spot for the three of us. And he takes those two and... And he takes them yeah. to like the driveway where he's got like roses shaped in a dude, heart. Dude. He sits down with like a picnic basket. They're, they were sitting on the fucking ground, Jason. They yeah. were sitting on the ground. They, he couldn't yeah. find a chair. There was no chairs, at least a chair for fucking Hannah. And he, he whips out a ring box and he says something along the lines of, uh, I was just, I, I want to, you know, this is awkward, but I wanted to see if you would accept my. Honey mustard dip for yeah. these chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets that I just got, and she's super stoked about it. She's the only person that's stoked about chicken nuggets that isn't six, <laughs> right? So she likes it. She's she's buying what she, Cam is selling. No, she's super fired up about it. She thinks it's so fucking funny, and it's oh, yeah. so dumb. And there's no way those chicken nuggets are hot. And also, they're chicken nuggets, and it's fucking for toddlers. That's not an adult food. And Kevin, the guy, the Tim Tebow, he's just kind of sitting there, unimpressed, and like, why did you pull me into this? And then they have a confrontation back in the house. Like, it was a... You know, I didn't really appreciate you doing that. What the hell? I don't even know what that was, dude. Like, what games are you playing? And then he throws... Four nuggets at, at him. He throws four nuggets. That's great. At him. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> because because Cam like barely reacted. He was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I guess. So always be Cam. Just got Kevin. So yeah. uh, that leads us to the the rose ceremony. Yeah, the rose ceremony pops off. A whole bunch. The, all the guys you know get roses, and and a bunch of guys you don't know get roses, and then. It comes down to who's going to get the last rose, and it's a whole bunch of guys you don't know and Cam. and But you're like, Cam's a tool, so maybe he won't get a rose, but he does get a rose. So Cam moves on. And then three guys go home. One guy that looks exactly like Jerry, Gary Sheffield, he leaves. Gary Sheffield gets voted off, and, and, <laughs> I'm, right. and, and he leaves, and I'm like, 
Why is Gary Sheffield there? And how did I not notice this before he left? Then the half Chinese guy left, which kind of bummed me out because he got a vignette in the first episode and he like lives with his grandma or he's, he's, he lives in Orange County. He's a sells cars and he's close to his grandma or whatever. And his grandma was cooking up some of the fucking most bomb looking Chinese food. And I'm like, oh my God, like I want to be married to this guy. Like, is this how we get to eat all the time? Alas, he's out. And then I think one more guy bailed that I wasn't sure who it was. So we move on. Um, people are, we have a favorite, obviously, right? Luke P's the favorite with, with, I guess, Jed right there in the mix. Oh, did she, did she also had a one-on-one with my guy, the dude that fucks from Palm Beach. Uh, is he also called Tyler? Tyler, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, she liked him. Uh, but it's, I think it's right now Luke's far and away the winner. She's pinched his nipples. Like he's pro- proclaimed his love for her. This could be a boat race situation. Obviously, I'm not going on reality, Steve, and reading any spoilers. Uh, but Cam is your villain and it's, it's a pretty weak, Villain, like if if um, Chad and Corinne and Crystal are like elevens or tens in the villain category, this Cam guy is like a two, like a one and a half. He's so weak, uh, but they're they're gonna keep him around. He'll probably get you know to the final eight or something. It's there's no way Luke P wins. You don't think so? I. I I think there's a too obvious. Like I said last week, there's a certain level of crazy there. He's going to implode. He's oh, going to be nuts. do something yeah. to shoot himself in the foot. He's definitely nuts. now. You don't and, get and, that yoked without being nuts. And Jed, Jed might be too smart for the room. Like he might, he might at some point be the guy that's like, you know, this isn't for me. I but because uh, he's too nice of a guy and he's playing this too well. Now I will say this: after the rose ceremony, I looked at you look at your TV and it's like ten minutes left. You're like, what the hell? Well, Luke P follows oh, right. follows Hannah B into the post yeah. rose ceremony yeah. um, interview room. Yeah, she's doing her interview. She's drinking a champagne. He walks yeah. in and he's like, "I wanted to talk more." And she's like, "Oh my god, I wanted to talk more too." And he, and she's like, "Should we just do it right here?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Where should we sit?" And then he's like, "Why don't you sit right here?" On, on my, my fucking yeah. dick. <laughs> like, yeah. my dick is hard. Sit, put your butt right <laughs> on top of my fucking dick, and let's have yeah. a chat. And then she does, and I'm thinking to myself, that does not look very comfortable. It was a kind and uh, it was really kind of uh, awfully executed innuendo. It reminded me of the um, the 40-year-old virgin scene when he's like, She's like, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at do it yourself uh, books, and he's like, Do you like to do it yourself? And then she's like, Yeah, like it was like, Do you want to? She's like, Do you want to do it here? He's like, Yeah, do you want to do it here? It was like one of those <laughs> moments. Really awkward. It's Sit awkward. on my lap. Sit the, right here on my lap. And is that just how it ended? I forget. Well, no, uh, the it uh, always be Cam always has to have the last word. So they all get together. And, you know, for their toast to the next, uh, next episode and, uh, and Cam just starts talking. I want to toast to, uh, Hannah Ayala and she just fell for it. Hook, hook, line, sinker. And she's like, that's not my last name. Yeah. 
and he says, "That's my last name." Yeah. <laughs> you here's the thing. And the rest of the contestants are like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" The, the way you delivered that was ten thousand times funnier than the way Cam did it. It was okay. so. It just fucking was such a record scratch. She did not get it. No one got it. Like no one understood. And then once he explained, you know, a joke goes really well when you have to completely explain it right afterward. Once he explained the joke, everyone was like, oh my God, that's even fucking stupider than I was what I was picturing. And he's like, oh, you got to go for it. Like she really likes it when a guy goes all it. Like he really, then he's like giving himself props for how great of an idea it was to use his fucking last name as the punchline. <laughs> oh, always be cam, dude. Awful. Uh, all right. Is that it? That's it. All right. You got a big softball game. What, what are you hitting the season, Jason? 600. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, go out there. Don't get injured. We will uh, come back next week for Jason Stewart. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls keep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We make it a connection. You falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we try. Travel the world. We toast some champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle.
Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success.